Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. Bethlehem should remind us that God is true to his word. And as he came a first time, he will come a second time. It should remind us that God keeps his promises. Jesus told his disciples, he told his followers, and when you hear of wars and insurrections, don't panic. Yes, these things must take place first, but the end won't follow immediately. Reaching up high with arms open wide, we see you're changing our lives so we can be our hands and Today, Pastor Ed will be explaining how Jesus fulfilled all of the prophecies concerning his first coming to this earth, and that there is no reason to doubt the prophecies concerning his second coming. God is faithful, and he will always be true to his word. When you read a promise of God in the Bible, you can claim it for your life in faith, because he is faithful to bring it to pass. Many times with certain promises in the word, we shortchange ourselves because of our own unbelief. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. There's a lot of interest in the end times, a lot of interest about the time when history will culminate and Christ will come. Uh, how about that movie last year? Oh, back in 2009, November of 2009, 2012. Remember? All sorts of catastrophic events in 2012. Well, we have had some events. Why is it that there's a premonition in human nature that there's an end, that there's a judgment, that the earth will be destroyed? I think God wrote it into our subconscious. I know he scripted it into this natural world because again and again, as Paul the Apostle says, we see birth pains in this present world. It's groaning. It's longing for the day of redemption, when there'll be a, a new heaven and a new earth, and all that we know will be changed. Again and again, the alarm clock goes off. Some just press the snooze button, some just keep on leaning on the snooze button. But again and again, the alarm button is going off, saying, wake up, be ready. 2009, the earth shakes, and 200,000 people in Haiti lose their lives. This world is not our permanent home. The heavens will shake. The earth will shake. March 2011. Again, the alarm goes off. Wake up. Wake up. Japan 
shakes with a tsunami, an earthquake, and a nuclear disaster. Again, a famine sweeps across Kenya and Nigeria and Somalia. 11 million people impacted. Strange weather. Irene visits us. $300 million almost in damage as it comes, sort of settles in that Atlantic City area. Is anybody waking up? Well, maybe Sandy will do it. It seems like it's not until it's in our backyard that we begin to pay attention. This world is temporary. We're not meant to stay. We're meant to be over there with the Lord. Again and again, God is simply saying to us, I want you to recognize that this world will one day be destroyed and there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. And Sandy, about one-third of Manhattan, underwater at some parts, the governor, Governor Cuomo said, about 300,000 housing units in New York alone have been impacted or destroyed by the storm. 72,000 buildings in New Jersey leveled, destroyed. Do you hear it? This world is crying out. Even so, come Lord Jesus. This world is our temporary home. And God has put reminders all through the calendar. We need to be ready. We need to be prepared. And the text of Scripture we find speaks to us about being ready. It says, first of all, you could be ready by being knowledgeable about the advent of Christ, about the coming of Christ. In Luke 21, 27, at that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. He's coming. Daniel the prophet prophesied, the Son of Man is coming with great power and glory. Jesus stood before the Jewish leaders and said, he'll see me coming back in power and glory. Yes, we celebrate his birth in a manger, but we also celebrate his coming in the clouds. But if you go to Bethlehem, you remember the prophecies were of a reigning king who would rule. And it will come to pass. Bethlehem should remind us that God is true to his word. And as he came a first time, he will come a second time. It should remind us that God keeps his promises. Jesus told his disciples, he told his followers, and when you hear of wars and insurrections, don't panic. Yes, these things must take place first, but the end won't follow immediately. 
Then he added, nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes. There will be famines and plagues in many lands. And there will be terrifying things and great miraculous signs from heaven. Jesus said all of these things would be part of the journey through life. But then before, at the end of the tribulation, before Christ comes back, there's going to be signs in the heavens, signs in the earth. The earth is going to have trouble in the oceans and the seas. And he, our Lord and Savior, is going to return victorious. I remember going to Nazareth where Jesus grew up. And I looked out over the town of Nazareth. And you could see the valley where the final war will be fought, where Armageddon will take place. I wonder if Jesus, as a boy, looked over that valley and said, Father, someday I will come back and fight a battle for you. Again and again, throughout this journey, we're reminded that he's coming back. There are these birth pains that the earth is expressing. In verses 25 to 26 in Luke 21, it says, there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. That's speaking again before the return of the Lord at the end of the tribulation period. He said, men will faint from terror, apprehension of what is coming on the world. Then Jesus tells a story, a parable, in verses 29 to 31. And he told them this parable, look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourself and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. As we begin to see an intensification of weather changes and of phenomena in earth and in heaven, it should remind us that the coming of the Lord is getting closer. Now, I don't know when he's going to come. He may come this year. He may come in a hundred years from now. But even if he were to come in a hundred years from now, all of us would meet him before that. And we would have to stand before God Almighty. And the end would have already taken place for us. And Jesus is saying, be prepared, be ready. We seem to just close our ears Go back to sleep. Forget what he's saying. We fail sometimes to listen to the warning signs. It was 1939, September 1st, that World War II began with the invasion of Poland. Now, the invasion was planned earlier. 16 units of Nazi Germany were prepared to attack Poland on August the 26th. But somehow something had happened in the communications and Hitler decided not to attack on that date, perhaps because Italy had withdrawn and they weren't going to go into the war at that time. 
But they tried to get the message out to all the units except for one unit. And they went into Poland, captured a community, took people captive, and then they called back to headquarters and said, we're here, we've captured the community, we've taken people captive. They said, well, uh, we weren't gonna start yet. So they released the prisoners and they left Poland and they went back to where they were stationed. And Poland didn't stop and think about, wait a minute, this might be an ominous sign. Germany's intentions towards us might be hostile. And they just went on as life as usual. They didn't pay attention to the sign. We need to pay attention to the signs. God has been again and again and again and again and again and again and again speaking to this world, speaking to us, saying one day it's all gonna end. One day it's gonna come to a screeching halt. One day, every man, every woman will have to stand at the judgment seat. We need to simply listen. What's our response to the shaking of the earth and the shaking of the heavens? To the constant turmoil that we see around us? Well, we could put our heads down in despair. Ever watch one of those movies where they show you somebody up on a cliff and then they scan down and show you the bottom of the cliff? Or they're standing on a ledge on a building and the ledge is so small and, and then all of a sudden they scan down and you see the city street below and you yourself get dizzy. You, know? you can't look down without well, losing your way. I mean, just try the walk with your eyes watching your feet. Uh, and then try and run with your eyes. You're gonna stumble, you're gonna fall. What does the scripture say? It says, look up. When you see these things happen, look up for your redemption draws nigh. It says, when these things begin to take place, stand up, lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing nearer. So concentrate on the up look, not on the down look. Because this judgment and all the tragedies that happen remind us that God's gonna redeem his people, that he's going to come back and complete the work he began on Calvary. When he said, it is finished, our redemption, our salvation was finished, but he's going to come back and we're going to experience glorification, we're going to experience heaven with God forever. That's the promise. And so all of these things should cause us to say, guess what? My Savior's gonna come back. Guess what? This earth will one day melt away in a ball of fire. But the Lord's gonna give us a new heaven and a new earth and a Jerusalem is going to come down from heaven. That's the hope we have as believers. So lift up your heads. Your redemption is drawing eye. He tells them, Everything that we see is going to be gone. Beautiful monuments that people build to themselves, 
buildings, lands, possessions. But something that's going to last beyond time into eternity. And that is what Jesus said, his word. That is what's going to last forever. He says, I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. I believe he's referring in that to those who begin to see the onset of the end times, the onset of the tribulation period. He said, they're not gonna all die away before everything is completed. That generation won't all pass away. And he goes on to say, heaven and earth, that's gonna be gone, that's gonna pass away. But what? My words will not pass away. What Jesus has said will outlast time. It will outlast the history books. It will outlast everything in this world. His word is eternal, he is God. The early Christians focused, yes, on the cross and yes, on the resurrection of Jesus, but they also really focused a lot on the coming of Christ. When you think of Christ's first coming, think about his promise to come again. When you think about him fulfilling his word, think about one day he's gonna break through the eastern sky. He's gonna return for his church. He's going to come back and rule and reign forever. Yes, there are people who just simply push the alarm clock. They sleep on it. They're not gonna listen. But listen to what Peter says. First of all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our fathers died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like a day. He measures time differently, but he will. He will fulfill and keep his promise. He's coming for you. He's coming for me. He's coming for his church. And when we understand the Advent season, that it speaks of the first coming and the second coming of Christ. We understand that every time we hear of the earthquakes, we see the tsunamis, we experience the strange things. God's reminding me, this whole world is not my home. Heaven is my destination. This whole world will be one day wiped away and the new heaven and new earth will be there. And then, We say, okay, I'm going to prepare for that day. I'm going to be ready for that day. In verse 27 again, at that time they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. We know he came and he rested in a manger, but he's going to come in clouds of glory. He told the religious leaders that. He prophesied and it will come to pass. What do I do in response? Well, I'm gonna take the words right out of the New, New International Version. He simply says, be careful. Be careful. What do I have to be careful of? Well, don't get weighed down. The things of this life can choke the word in our lives so that we become unfruitful. We could become intoxicated 
with this present world so that we're not alert. We're simply sleeping spiritually. But he says, don't be involved with dissipation and drunkenness and anxieties. The idea is, don't be partying with the world. Now, I know there's a lot of Christmas parties. I'm not talking about that. I am talking about pay attention during Christmas to carve out some time to sit at his feet and to think about his return. Carve out some time to think about someday you're going to see him face to face. Don't let the anxieties of life weigh you down. Pain the bells taking care of the responsibilities, the concerns that seem to weigh all of us down. You know, we invent so many things that can weigh us down. I want to ask you a question. How many of you have nomophobia? Anybody here? You know what that is? Well, let me explain it to you. Nomophobia is connected with your cell phone use. Those who have, they took a survey, they said 34% of people check, or people check their phone, their cell phone, an average of 34 times a day. Yeah. See, that's why when Joyce and I go out to dinner, she says, leave your cell phone in the car. So I have to leave my cell phone in the car. It doesn't come in with me to Olive Garden or wherever we're eating at. 66% of people fear losing or being without their cell phone. Are you in that number? About 30% of people would rather leave the house without a credit card or cash than their mobile phones. Now, this one really surprised me. 55% of women would rather not have makeup on than not take their cell phones with them. I said, boy, 63% of people said that they would climb into a trash container to find their cell phone. 25% said that they would fight a thief to save their cell phone. 40% said that they would start to miss their cell phone in less than one hour. Imagine if you had to drop your cell phone off at the um, information desk before you came in because we didn't want them ringing in here. The good thing for you is services would only be one hour, I guess. (laughs) 30% of those surveys said that their mobile device has come between them and their spouse. There's so many things that can weigh us down and cause anxiety and just trip us up. And Jesus said, listen, I'm coming back. Be careful that you're not filled with anxiety and stress. And he goes on and he said, this is what you should do. Be prayerful. Be prayerful. But be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen. Uh, What do we order? How should we pray? I just jotted down a few ways. We should pray, first of all, Lord, I want to be worthy of the name Christian. You know, sometimes when we think of comparing ourselves with the Lord, that's such a a lofty, lofty standard. And we should do that. But sometimes it's helpful to compare yourself with Christians 
who are around the world in the persecuted church. The Christmas season is always a busy time of year. The hustle and bustle to get all of the gifts wrapped and ready. The preparation of the meal where the family gathers to celebrate. It's easy to lose sight of what's most important in this season. We're sharing this special four-part series on the Advent season with hopes that Jesus truly will be the reason for the season. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. To stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith, subscribe to the Building in Faith podcast. By subscribing, you'll always be up to date with the latest messages. Or, if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Building in Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say Merry Christmas. Your word.